0: Hello friends, I'm Luke and I serve on the music team at Holy Family. We continue to hear stories from people like you who listen to the Holy Family podcast and consider Holy Family your church. And whether you're someone who's constantly on the go, hasn't found a church community where you live to which you can belong, or someone who's wondering about the shape of your faith, we are honored to be with you by sharing these reflections from our Sunday liturgies. We rely on the generosity of our congregation, which includes you wherever you listen, to help our ministry achieve and maintain financial health. If this podcast has been a gift to you, would you consider making a contribution so that we can continue offering resources that welcome questions, curiosities, and doubts? You can make a gift by following the link in our show notes. That's at holyfamilyhtx.org.
1: Welcome to what the Eastern Orthodox Church has referred to as the season of bright sadness, and which most of us simply know as Lent. I love this phrase, bright sadness, as I often love paradoxes, two ideas or realities seemingly opposite or antagonistic that nonetheless find a strange harmony that allow each other a certain richness through their contrast. While I don't imagine that any of us particularly relish or court sadness, I also believe that some of our most memorable experiences have been experiences of sadness. And if you think of... The songs that you love the most, the books, the films, the works of art that have left the deepest impression on you, I am willing to bet at least half of them are ones which at one time or another have made you cry. And We must be careful that sadness doesn't become too dark, too heavy, too isolating and all encompassing. And Some of us go through seasons in our lives when this is easier said than done. And for people who suffer from depression, there is nothing romantic or appealing about sadness. I want to be clear about that. Nevertheless, in this season, when the church invites us to center Jesus as he moves through the wilderness of humanity, tempted by the devil, to the ultimate wilderness of the suffering and death upon the cross, we might find in sadness a certain brightness which can illuminate our way forward as we move to our ultimate destination of being with God. Sadness is, of course, an appropriate response to much of what we experience in life. The death of loved ones, relationships strained or ended, the loss of work, home, or other meaningful indicators of identity— When the dreams that we have had for ourselves, our beloveds, our communities, our nation and our world continue to go unfulfilled, sadness is a tool for processing that deep disappointment. The people in Deuteronomy knew something about deep disappointment. We get a Sparks Notes summary of their hardships in the lesson this morning. My father was a starving Aramaean. He went down to Egypt, living as an immigrant there with few family members. But that is where he became a great nation, mighty and numerous. The Egyptians treated us terribly, oppressing us and forcing hard labor on us. So we cried out for help to the Lord, our ancestors' God. The Lord heard our call. God saw our misery, our trouble, and our oppression. God sees our misery, our trouble, and our oppression. Now we might never know why misery, trouble, and oppression just seem to be facts of life, but I take comfort knowing that God sees what the governor of Texas is doing to trans people and their families. God sees what Vladimir Putin is doing to the people of Ukraine and to the people of Russia, for that matter. God hears the cries for help coming from all over the world. Perhaps you're facing difficulties right now, and they might not be of the magnitude or intensity of war or oppression, but nevertheless, God Hears your cries for help. I also take comfort knowing that God's dream for the world is liberation. God's dream for the world is love. In Lent, we have a charge to reflect on the ways that we as individuals and as part of greater systems are getting in the way of God's dreams. God wants to lead us into a land flowing with milk and honey. The common English version which we use begins the Deuteronomy lesson with once. It says, once you have entered the land your God is giving you. But I prefer the translations that use the word when. When you have entered the land. God's fulfillment of God's promises is not a matter of if, but a matter of when. You might be struggling right now, but when God delivers you from your struggles, how will you respond? You might be sad today, but when God brings you into joy, how will you respond? Once a month, I travel over to Camp Allen in Navasota to spend a couple of days with my fellow curates. Now, if you're new to the Episcopal Church and don't always understand the words we use like curate, Don't worry, I'm a priest, and I still don't know half of the words. We say that the charge of a priest is the cure of souls, and so those of us newly ordained are called curates because we are just figuring out how to live into such a strange and wonderful vocation. Anyhow, we spend two days a month together, and each session we focus on a particular theme. We have guest speakers that come in and talk to us about various spiritual disciplines, different ways of doing mission, and so on. And this week, our session was focused on trauma. I know, it sounds like a lot of fun. We actually did have a good time. And I was reminded, though, of just how much trauma we have been through in the last few years. Hurricane Harvey. Winter Storm Yuri, the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol, school shootings and other forms of mass violence, and a global pandemic that has caused the deaths of nearly one million Americans and six million of our sisters, brothers, and siblings worldwide. We have been through some trauma, y'all. This is not even acknowledge the personal traumas many of you have experienced in the course of your lives. And God has been with us in the midst of all these traumas and God is leading this community forward. God is leading this community to a very exciting place in just about a month. Haley Durrett and Todd Krauss and Jacob have been working relentlessly with the amazing people of Forney Construction and all the subcontractors to bring the building project at 3719 Navigation to completion. When we enter this new building that God is leading us into, when we enter this new neighborhood of East Downtown Edo, how will we respond? I think there are three forms of response to God's grace that the lesson from Deuteronomy invites us to consider. The first is simply remembrance. Remember where you've come from. Remember the hardships you've endured. Remember the people who have been with you, the sources of your sustenance. The second is ritual. It is the ritual of worship, of being part of religious community that the author of Deuteronomy describes with these words. Then go to the location the Lord your God selects for his name to reside. Go to the priest who is in office at that time and say to him, I am declaring right now before the Lord my God that I have indeed arrived in the land the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. Finally, the people of Deuteronomy and we are invited to practice generosity. One of the first Episcopal priests I knew used to say that anytime he was feeling anxious, he would make a gift. Being generous is a form of liberation, it frees us from the impulses of selfishness and it requires a certain amount of trust. It says, you know, I could use all that I have for myself and my family, but I believe that God can take what God has given to me and use it for common good. I've seen the generosity of this community at work and it has made a difference, not just in the people we worship with every Sunday, but in the lives of people that only Jacob and myself get to know in our diaconal work as priests. I know it will continue to make a difference in Edo and throughout the Diocese of Texas. Soon and very soon, they will be constructing the bell tower at 3719. And I was reminded of a poem by Raina Maria Rilke from his book Sonnets to Orpheus. Rilke writes, Let this darkness be a bell tower and you the bell. As you ring, what batters you becomes your strength. Move back and forth into the change. What is it like such intensity of pain? If the dark is bitter, turn yourself to wine. In just a moment, we will remember that our Lord Jesus Christ turned himself to wine for our salvation so that we might experience the fullness of a loving, liberating, life-giving God. We have all that we need to move through this season of bright sadness, and we know that God is leading us to a table of abundant life. Amen.